The end of the year is almost up. And if you haven't had a chance to look at your investments, you should do that right now. So in today's podcast, I'm going to talk about ways for you to review your portfolio and make sure you're staying on task. We're untangling financial issues. Welcome to Your Finances Untangled with Mo Param. Mo is a financial advisor and partner with Cloudvestor. Untangling your finances. Welcome into the podcast with Mo Param of Cloudvestor is a fiduciary firm virtual with the human touch and recommended nationally by Dave Ramsey. Consumer advocate Dave Perkins here with Mo Param. We are now recording on the countdown to Christmas here, Friday, December 10th. Mo, you, I know, are looking forward to Christmas. I am. I am. It's uh, my favorite holiday. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I love it so much. You know, uh, you know, growing up in New York, it was, you know, we looked forward to the snow. We looked forward to going through Rockefeller Center and obviously opening up gifts and just spending time with family and friends. So this is this is my favorite time of the year. It's mine, too. Once it gets here uh, from being in radio for years, Christmas was always stressful because, the, I mean, we produced our commercials for the salespeople. And, you know, that was the busy time of the year. Plus, you know, the. Um, uh, the, we had to add in Christmas music in the playlist and, and go all Christmas on Christmas day, whatnot. It was just a busy time till we finally got to Christmas day. You can enjoy it. I was actually having this conversation with someone the other day. It's, and it's based on what we're going to talk about today. Um, Christmas, it would be great if we could move it to February. And the reason I say that is, um, this is the end of the year. Not also, not only is the last minute gift buying causing stress with people, but you're having to do a lot of tidying up for the end of the year around this time of the year, facing debt end of the year deadlines. Yeah. And there's so much to get to. That's why I say move it to February Christmas and let's get Congress on that right away, Mo. And, uh, <laughs> and, and also, if you move it to February, then you know, you, it helps with that. We get a little drought of a holiday in there, you know. So um, we need one in February or maybe March. I don't know. Somewhere around there. Uh, I like February because you can, you, can you can have Christmas the same day as the Super Bowl. Oh, right. man. So that'd be beautiful. You right? know, that brings up That's another the gift that keeps on giving. Well, it is the gift that keeps on giving. But here's my thing on the Super Bowl. For heaven's sake and for the love of all that's holy, move it to Saturday night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, how many people call in sick on Monday? I mean, air quotes, sick on Monday. That's got to be there's there's probably 50 percent of the workforce is just like, oh, well, <clears throat> I got a little bit of a cold here. <laughs> Why do they not do it on Saturday? I don't get it. It's weird. All right, so we are looking at one of those tidying ups. In fact, we're going to we're going to take our portfolio and tell our portfolio we're taking it out for ice cream, but we're really taking it to the doctor for a checkup. <laughs> An end of the year checkup of our portfolio. And we're going to Mo's going to run through what you should consider in doing a review of your portfolio at the end of the year. Uh, you know, I think one thing we talk about making sure you have diversification, not only in what you're using, but how you're using what you're using as far as asset allocation. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, uh, the purpose and the objective of your accounts makes a big impact on for me, at least as an advisor on how I'm going to invest the client's money. You know, if we are looking at retirement funds, for instance, 
and you are 10 years, 15 years away from retirement, then the investment strategy typically that we will take, uh, that we will put into approach, sorry, that we will take into uh, into effect mm-hmm. would be different than someone who is five years away from retirement or someone who's you know clearly in retirement. Right. So the objective of the of the accounts, which some people don't really think about, but you want to match the objective of your account uh, with the allocations within the within the portfolio. Well, that's it. And it is different. I mean, I know you help people and your clients are of all ages in, in, in stages of their financial life. So it does it does make a difference whether you're 30 or 50 or 60, how yeah, it's allocated, yeah. how it's allocated the and, be, risk. Be, and the risk. Right. Risk is huge. You know, we clients, some, some potential clients, um, you know, when, when they're interviewing us, quote unquote, interviewing us as their advisors, they'll say, uh, you know, so what kind of returns did you get last year? That's just a very, you know, generalized blanket question because we're not investing in one portfolio, right? We're not investing in one hedge fund where all of our clients are just participating in one bucket. Mm-hmm. You know, again, if you're 30 years old and you're aggressive, we're going to allocate your money accordingly. If you're 60 years old and you're aggressive, we're going to allocate accord- mm-hmm. uh, accordingly. But but if you're just balanced, what if you just don't like that market volatility? Um, I can tell you you know, the kind of risk you should be taking to reach your goals, but it's up to you to tell me how much risk you're willing to accept. So th- that question of, well, what kind of returns did you get is completely different because it's it's all about the objective and the risk that you're willing to to absorb in order to meet um, your ultimate goals at the end, uh, not this end of the year, but the your ultimate goals overall. Overall. And, yeah. and it, so it depends, of course, not only on your age, but on you and again, that's what's great about cloud investors, because I mean, I, I always say you blend the best of both worlds, convenience of virtual planning, but with the human touch. So, you know, your clients, you have to get to know them to, to better uh, put into effect the strategies for them. If we're taking the portfolio to the doctor at the end of the year, you do need to check on even maybe before you look at asset uh, allocation, how it performed in the last year. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's that at the end of the day, clients are going to be judging us on the performance in some levels. Right. But if you're just doing it yourself, right, you want to look and see, you know, just overall, how am I doing? Right. How am I doing in relationship to the goals and the objective of my of, of what I'm attaching these assets to? So think about some things you want to think about is how much am I actually saving? Right. So this is before you even, you know, uh, uh, go into the actual assets themselves. Think about how much am I committing to my savings, whether it is your 401k IRA, you know, and for us, especially for retirement, we like our clients to be able to put somewhere between 15 to 20% of their gross income into a retirement account. Mm-hmm. Whether, again, whether it's their 401k IRAs, you know, TSPs, SEPs, whatever it may be, that's the target. Right. But some people may not be able to do that amount because they may be saving uh, uh, for a uh, uh, saving for for their emergency funds. Right. Maybe they have some debt to clean up. So they're they're allocating some of their dollars towards cleaning up the debt. But general rule, we like to at least have our clients have that baseline of about 15 to 20 percent that they're saving within their 401 within their retirement accounts. Then you want to take a look at if you're well, if you're saving for college, um, if you're saving for, uh, you know, where are we on track with saving for college? Have we hit the measures um, from 
the targets that we're, we're we're trying to shoot for this year are we even close to hitting those targets so before we even look at the investment performance you just want to take a, a spot check and just see okay based off what my goals were for this current year where am i in according uh to that plan, because then that gives us the ability to know whether we are invested properly or not. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, I mean, it absolutely does. I mean, this is why, I mean, we're talking about a year in, do you, do you though suggest for many of your clients or most or all a little more than end of the year than a once a year check? Of course. Yes. You know, for we don't believe as a firm that, end of the year is the time to reallocate, right? Because what does what does the end of the year necessarily mean for reallocation, right? You should be in some aspects, not reallocating on a daily basis or a monthly basis, but when things change, if interest rates go up, if the, if you've been, you know, heavily invested in the international market and you notice, and you're noticing over the last few years, that's been lagging. Well, that's the time for you to reallocate, right? So we don't necessarily feel like there's a certain date, right? Quarterly or semi-annually or annually, annually, that that's the given time for you to definitely reallocate. You should be looking at your portfolio consistently to make sure that um, the the uh, the assets, the allocation that you have in your in your portfolio matches the economic climate that we're in at yeah, a given moment. Right. Right. Uh, kind of give you an example, right? If the market last March, intramonth between March and April, the S and P five hundred was down over thirty percent, right? Right. Yeah. And granted, it happened pretty fast. Twenty twenty, yeah. Twenty twenty, yeah. Twenty twenty, S and P five hundred is down almost thirty percent. Well, if you were holding large cap equities, if you're holding equities in really almost any space, you were you were dro- your portfolio was um, was dropping at an accelerated rate. Well, did you, now how hindsight is 2020, we saw that the market rebounded not too long after that. But did you, did you just say to yourself, well, I'm just going to ride the ship until, until it falls? Or did you take a step back and say, well, maybe it's time for me to maybe uh, limit the volatility, maybe get out of the equity space a little bit, maybe kind of be defensive into the market started to get back to into the market started to recover and then reallocate and get back into the market. Right? It makes sense what you're saying. One question on that, they're looking at March 2020 and that was I mean, as as market activity goes an anomaly, it, it, normally you would think in an, in a situation other than March 2020, when something like that happens, say go back to 2008, you really need to take a hard look at it. But those in that case who just wrote it out, were they better off because it was so short lived? Depends on where you went. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, we some people think that. You know, you, you're going to the market's going down. Right. So, oh, my gosh, I'm freaking out. I'm just going to sell everything, go to cash. Right. Mm-hmm. And then wait for the market to rebound. Well, if you think about that strategy, for instance, well, if the market's going down and you sell to cash, that means you're selling at a loss. Right. Now you have to make the 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 perfect guess. Right. Of when the market is to get back into the market, right? That is that is a guess that I'm not willing to take. Well, no. I mean, who would have known then? 
who would have known then, right? That it was going to so, be like it was. Right. And then the question is, did you miss out, right? Or, or you know, you may say to yourself, well, the market just went down 30. Ooh, I know. Okay, I see a little bit of a rally, but mm, you know what? I'm not quite sure. Nobody you know? could have predicted that, though. So I'm just going to wait a little <laughs> while. I'm going to wait a little while. Oops, the market's the market's recovering. You know what? It's still kind of heated for myself. I'm going to stay stay in cash and just wait and just wait and just wait and then wait. And then all of a sudden, you've missed the, the right, rebound. Right. And then you say to yourself, well, I can't get into the market now. It's too hot. It's too high. I'm just going to wait. And waiting can cause you. Oh, it can so, definitely. So it's not necessarily, you know, what, what the whole point of it is, uh, of what I was trying to say is, there is no right or wrong. There is no dedicated time that I feel that you should definitely be reallocating, right? December 31st, make sure you reallocate. December 1st, make sure you reallocate. No, you should be assessing your allocations throughout, right? Uh, and just looking at economic climate, looking at data to see if the assets in your portfolio are the right strategies for you to be in. Yeah, watch uh, and when it was terrible in March 2020, watch who's entering the market. <laughs> if it's someone you think's pretty smart, <laughs> I mean, what did Warren Buffett do at, at that horrible time? I, I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember I the actions. I don't remember exactly in that time frame, but I know yeah. at some point he sold out of airline stocks, I believe. Mm -hmm. And that might have been a good bet for him. Yeah. You know, we're talking about investment strategy here to open it up, but it's more than that when we look at a checkup on your portfolio. And and here's a question I have for you, because when, when you hear portfolio, you think of, oh, this is just some big Wall Street investor. He's in the in the <laughs> markets big time. Don't, don't we all really have a portfolio? If you're investing, you have a portfolio. Well, right? what about, so, okay, what, what if you just, for instance, let's say you've got... Um, a life insurance policy that's not, I can't ever remember the differences between the two, but the one that's kind of investing also. <laughs> like a whole life, whole life, whole life, or uh, like universal life. Let's say you got uh, that in a savings account. Aren't, don't you have a portfolio? It's not the best in the world, but don't you have one? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, in some aspects, that's a portfolio, right? I mean, um, for instance, right, if you have life you threw that on me, threw a curveball on me. So let's see. So if you have life insurance policy, a whole life policy, yeah. you are investing, uh, not really investing, but you are saving within the insurance company's general uh, general bucket, right? Their general investment bucket. So you're, you're kind of writing any, their portfolio. You're writing right. their portfolio. <laughs> okay. But let's just say you you have your money in a, in a savings account, mm -hmm. right, where you're getting literally nothing 0. 0.00000 well maybe it's time for you to take a look at maybe a high yield savings account mm -hmm. right and now at this point in today's climate you're probably going to get point point five. that's better than you know a, a sharp stick in the eye <laughs> so maybe reviewing your portfolio if that's all you have is well i've got ten thousand dollars in cash sitting in my bank maybe i take you know two thousand Leave it in my bank right now, right? Mm -hmm. Because in case I need to sweep money left and right, uh, but I'll take the remaining eight and open up a high interest savings account and let that money sit on the sideline, get 0.5%. And if I need it, it's cash. Yeah. Right. So, so yeah. So in some areas, you know, if you're, if you have money sitting somewhere, whether it's a savings account, CD, um, 
obviously mutual funds, stock account. You have a portfolio. Mm-hmm. You may not think about it like that, but, but you, you have a portfolio. You, you do. Well, that's and, and one of the reasons I asked that is another thing you need to take a look at is what's in just the old savings account, like the, the emergency bucket, if you will. That That's part of your portfolio. Yeah. Yeah. You want to take a look again and make sure that you have enough to for emergencies. I mean, this is this. I think these last almost two years kind of kind of uh, uh, brought reality back in place that cash is king in some areas. Right. Uh, emergencies happen when you need it right happen, now. Yeah. When you need it right now. Uh, so, you know, we like to have uh, th- clients. We recommend our clients to have three to six months of their of their expenses literally in cash. Um, that's a number that we try to shoot for. Uh, I think I've said in in, in podcasts in the past that um, uh, a client of mine, when we first engaged with each other, she wanted to have a year's worth of her save of her gross income in cash because mm-hmm. that was a level of comfortability for her. And you know, that's her. That's her. That's yeah. her plan. Yeah. But you know, six, three to six months, maybe even nine months, depending if you how many kids you have, if you're self-employed, maybe you want to have a little more cash on hand, depending on, you know, the frequency of income mm-hmm. you, know, you may have, uh, you may be seasonal as a self-employed. So maybe a bulk of your, of your accounts come at your accounts, uh, receivables come in on a different time frame. So you're thinking about, okay, well, I need to have a little more liquidity for those times, but yes, three to six months, maybe even nine months, but making sure that you have that, um, those, those amounts handy. So, yeah. So, as you're re- as you're revisiting your portfolio at the end of the year, you know, look back and say, okay, uh, do I have my emergency fund? Um, and if not, how short? Excuse me, how short am I? Am I on target? Um, if I'm getting a year-end bonus, a Christmas bonus, how much of that should I be putting into my savings account to get me back to get me to my goals? So, checking your your liquid your liquidity is huge at this time of the year. How's your portfolio, Mo? Oh man, I know you're gonna. T- I knew you're gonna say this. Um, it's that first from that movie. Yeah, it's from um, meet, meet the, the parents. Meet the, meet the parents, right? What does he say? Uh, I'd say strong to quite strong. <laughs> and so at the time, his character was it Ben Stiller. Uh, his yeah. character probably had the portfolio that I was describing. That you know, not the real active in the market type portfolio. <laughs> I couldn't remember uh, what his response to was, and I, but that was such a funny scene. I know. I love that because he's that, uh, the Owen Wilson character was just so perfect. Yes. I, <laughs> I, um, I have this grand um, gazebo I carved out of a piece of driftwood. <laughs> it took me two hours to do it. All right. We're going to take a look at some other things as you take your portfolio into the doctor at the end of the year. Some things you should be looking at still to come on the podcast. Your finances untangled. How can you enjoy the best of both worlds in your financial planning, the convenience of a virtual relationship with your advisor, but also maintaining the human touch? That's Cloud Vesters. That's cloudvesters.com. They're an endorsed Dave Ramsey smart vester. That's a relationship you can trust. At Cloud Vesters, you get a personal relationship with one of the team advisors who will help you build a robust investment strategy. It's all about specific, customized planning for your unique situation and for wherever you are in life, whether you're just starting out 
or getting close to retirement. Holistic financial planning in all areas, including taxes, estate planning, insurance, cash flow, and budgeting. They even offer customized personal websites for clients. The technology of today while still maintaining that human touch. That's CloudVestors. That's CloudVestors.com. Hey, we're back with your finances untangled. And yes, Mo and the team at CloudVestors can take care of you and your financial life and wherever you are in your financial life. And again, the uh, website is cloudvestors.com. Mo's taking your portfolio to the doctor for an annual checkup, although he wisely advises doing more than an annual review on your portfolio. But it's end of the year and we're looking at, we always look at new beginnings with the coming new year. So maybe looking at some different ways to handle handle things financially one thing we look at and um and for instance in an ira i i think this is right you have till you filed your taxes but like for instance if you're going to owe owe money then one one thing you can do is start up an ira or contribute to your ira right uh, for that year and that will help cut into what you would owe in taxes correct yes yeah, so but and, you got uh, till tax day on that, so you don't. Have you have to until do you it, file right? your taxes to make those contributions. Yeah, so well, even. Is, it, mm-hmm. well, go ahead. No, I'm sorry, you. I just jumped ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, uh, you know, uh, if you're one of the last minute filers and it's April 14th and you file your taxes and you um, and you realize, oh wow, I'm going to owe X amount of dollars, mm-hmm. then you can. And you get to do it quick, right? But you could open up an IRA if you don't have one, or if you have one already, you can make a contribution to that IRA, and um, that will potentially lower lower your that will lower your taxable income, and that might have a big that might have an impact on the taxes that you owe. Yeah, exactly. And, and of course, again, we you have till you file, so that would be whenever you file in twenty twenty two, or or up to what April fifteenth. Right. Uh, to do that. But what are some tax strategies you could look at? And you, if you want to get them in for, for the, for 2021 that you need to do before the end of the year. Yeah. So there's a, there's a, something called tax loss harvesting where you can offset some of your gains by off. You can off, you can offset the tax liability if you're selling any of your assets on a, uh, so on a, Non, they're called non-qualified. So like a brokerage account, that's not an IRA. It's not a 401k. It's actually an investment account that you have liquidity of access to. Well, if you're, if you sell any of your investments, um, there, but there's a potential for you to have capital gains tax or dividend or, or pay taxes on dividends based on the growth of your accounts. So what you could do is if you're planning on selling, right? This is really, if you're planning on selling, mm-hmm. um, you can offset some of your your gains with your losses, right? And that way you can limit how much, you can potentially limit how much taxes you pay on it. And any other things to look at or or most of them like the IRA where you would have a a deadline of when you file? 401ks too. So Uh, 401ks, if you're looking to to max out the catch-up or not even just to catch up. If you just want to max out your 401k, oh, yeah, right. the contributions have to be done by the end of the year. Okay. So it's not like an IRA where you can go back and say, okay, well, I'm filing my taxes now. I want to make a contribution to my 401k to make it count for the year before. No, no, no. That has to be done by the end of the year. Okay. Okay. Good stuff. So if here. You have, so, yeah. yeah. So if you're planning on, if you feel like you're short, again, going back to the first 
you know, thing I mentioned about making sure that you're saving on track. If you're planning to to max out your 401k or, you know, you wanted to go, you wanted to make sure you put 10 grand inside your 401k, whatever the number may be, you have, you know, until the end of the year to make that contribution. One other thing real quick, and this isn't really part of the, um, of the portfolio necessarily, but we're recording December 10th and we did, you did a podcast on this with your, your health insurance. If you want to take a look at what may be better for you, health coverage wise, you have until December 15th, you could decide to shop around or, or, and this is when I uh, quoted the, the talking heads. Um, you could keep your same as it ever was <laughs> same as it ever was. So, I mean, that's right. That's December 15th on that deadline. Uh, yes. For health, for health insurance. Health for health insurance. insurance. Yeah. Um, RMDs, another year end strategy you need to consider. So required minimum distributions. These are distributions that the government says that you have to take out from your retirement accounts or inherited accounts. Uh-huh. Uh, so if you inherited an IRA or inherited a 401k, uh, or you just have your own 401k IRA, if you're over now, if you're over 72 years old and you have, and you're not working, uh, actually take a step back. Okay. If you're 72 years old and you have a 401k, if you have a 401k or an IRA, you have to make distributions uh, from these accounts at the end of the year. Okay. Okay. okay? Right. Right. Damn. Uh, on another thing, man. It's just a lot to consider. And if you don't, it? if you don't take it out, right, it's a fifty percent penalty. That's, so it's 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 huge. It's huge. That's like the, uh, that's that's is that the highest penalty from the IRS? That one's one of them. It's 50%. one of them. Fifty percent. Yeah. And if you think about it, um, the only way. They know that you didn't file your, didn't even take your RMDs is when you file your taxes, you know, in April. Right. Right. So, but think, but if you think about it, you're a year, you're a year uh, older. So not only do you have to satisfy the RMDs that you didn't take out the year before, you have yet that same year, you've got to satisfy the RMD for that year plus that 50% penalty. So it is very punitive. Well, let's look at this, Holden. You got, or you got paid. You know, taxes, right, on what you take out. Taxes, right? Yeah. Or it, it can it bumps you up to a, another tax bracket. So then it's going to could bump you even higher up if you happen to take two that year and you're facing the 50% penalty. Man, that's, that's right. just going to just write the check, pay to the order of the IRS <laughs> if you miss that. Uh, Do you help me? The good thing with the RMDs are, you know, you. It's once you've once you've taken the RMDs, you can do what you want with it. Right. right? So uh, we have clients that if they don't need the the cash mm-hmm. for any reason at all, we just turn around and invest it again. Okay. Not in the not in the IRA, be reinvested in a qualified account, uh, in a brokerage account. Okay. You can't you can't take the money out and put it right back into your IRA. Um, you can do some charitable um, giving with the RMDs, uh, and that's that's. That's a whole different story, but the RMDs you can actually um, do some charitable giving with the RMDs and limit uh, and limit the taxes you pay on it. Yeah, you said you can't put it back in the IRA. I can see someone, so I'm going to take it out now. I'm putting it back in. Yeah, you can't do that. No. Although, why would they care? You're paying the taxes on it. You still owe the tax, <laughs> man. Right. Well, it doesn't make sense because then all of a sudden you're putting it right back into an IRA. Well, no, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, um, okay, so one Roth of, conversions too. 
Sorry. Oh, Roth yeah. conversions, another tax thing you want to do, uh, another tax strategy. Um, if we're looking to, uh, to uh, uh, if you have any concerns that tax rates are going to go up and you want to have, you want to avoid some of these RMDs or you just want to have some tax-free income for you during retirement, then Roth conversions, which is basically taking your IRA, your, basically your pre-tax accounts and converting them, changing them into Roth, that has to be done by the end of the year too. Well, we've got a couple of minutes here. and We don't want to leave out looking at uh, maybe even strengthening your protection from risk that you could face in 2022. We're already feeling inflation and any other risks that would be out there based on not only the year or what's happening in the world, but the um, time of your life. I mean, sometimes uh, retirement, for instance, there's a lot of pitfalls in there that you need to avoid. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, there's, you know, so, especially now, right? So much talk about inflation. So you want to make sure that your accounts are ad- basically adjusted for inflation or or protected against inflation. Uh, again, that, that that goes with the, um, the, the sentiment I made earlier about, you know, your portfolio should, you should take into consideration the economic climate that we're in to make sure your portfolios are taking advantage or or in the best position based off where we are right now. Mm-hmm. And there's fears of, you know, uh, inflation increasing. So do we have any inflation, you know, uh, defense measures in our portfolios? You know, do we have any commodities? Do we have real estate. Do we have any um, uh, stocks that are that that fare well during in uh, higher inflation periods? A lot of things to consider at the end of the year. You yeah. Know, in addition I'm, to, I'm busy at this time of the year. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, aren't you? Is it well, wait a minute, let's see. I'm trying to think you you don't you're not like a tax person. You you know taxes in the strategy. So that wouldn't necessarily be your busiest time. What is your busiest time of the year? Would it be fourth quarter? Uh fourth quarter because of the deadlines, right? Because mm-hmm. of the end of the year deadlines. It's it's a pretty it's a pretty busy um season for us, right? We're um, we're, we're looking at, especially the RMDs, clients that, uh, that are retiring or even inherited accounts. Uh, we want to make sure that they're, that we're distributing the RMDs. Um, so they're not, you know, hit with the penalties. Uh, we're doing year end reviews for some clients. Uh, so yeah, fourth quarter is typically our, our busiest year, our busiest time of the year. Busiest time. Although you, the clients you have, you meet with them and uh, touch base with them for reviews as we've covered, not just at the end of the year, but, and, and again, it's all, all too based on whatever is best for you and whatever you're comfortable with too. Uh, that's what they're all about. And, and custom crafting your financial strategies in your financial life from when you start working your first career all the way up to and into retirement. That's Cloud Vesters. You can visit the website cloudvesters.com, cloudvesters.com. And uh, hey, again, new beginnings for, for the new year coming up. If you don't feel like you've got good, sound financial strategies in place, well, then that's a good time to start that relationship with Mo and the team at Cloud Vesters. Mo, uh, we've got a call, what, a couple more to get in before the end of the year podcast there, but so I won't wish you a Merry Christmas just yet. Not quite yet. Well, I, I can wish you a Merry Christmas. <laughs> no, I can do it again. Happy holidays to you. Merry Christmas. And, 
It never gets old. <laughs> no, it never. It does not. It does not. I like a lot of the greetings you hear on radio stations, you know, because uh, I know that they sell like Christmas greetings to clients. But a lot of them, <clears throat> it's not like people talk, you know. The warmest of of Christmas from our hearth and heart to yours we wish you a Merry Christmas. If we could say it a million times, we would. But to you and your family, Merry Christmas. From the staff at Acme Widgets. <laughs> You've heard them, right? Yeah. yeah. Now, look, Gary, one of the sound engineers for the podcast, is over laughing because he's done this like me for years and years and years, right? Yeah, we read a million of them, you know, and just insert client here. <laughs> right. It's like it's like somebody in the sales department went to Hallmark and bought like 50 Christmas cards and turned them into the greetings. <laughs> All right. Well, be, be, we do send warm wishes from our That's hearth right. and heart to you and your hearth and heart and your family's hearth and heart. <laughs> and stay with us. Thanks for being with us on the podcast. Your finances untangled. Be sure to rate, review, and share this podcast. New episodes of Your Finances Untangled are available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Mo Param nor his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.